Hello and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Bibber. With me today, as always, Stephen White. How are you doing today, Stephen? Doing fantastic. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. You know, it's a... Uh, it's the third week of the preseason, so we're halfway, we're almost over halfway done with that. And uh, pretty soon we'll have some real football to talk about. Real football. Real. That counts. Like stuff that counts. <laughs> and, and we'll have bearing on playoff position and stuff instead of this, you know, preseason stuff. And it's funny because just a couple of weeks ago, we were just so happy to have preseason football. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, it doesn't take long that funny for how that to that right? <laughs> uh yeah it's uh yeah and i was gonna say the like we were talking about before the show the only real news the big news this last week or so since we uh since we last had this little show is the same kind of the same thing the joey bosa crap that the chargers blame but we're going to talk about the afc west a little bit today too so but uh yeah not much changed on that the chargers still suck as they have for uh many years now and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're probably gonna suck even more without a without the pass rusher on the field. <laughs> so, and and they just had another guy I think get hurt uh, on their defensive line the other day. Uh, so it's not like they're at full strength to begin with. But yeah. hey, yeah, they keep squabbling over what should be a minuscule amount of money for a, a NFL team that's making billions of dollars. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, I guess they have a uh, they have the way they've been doing things, and that's obviously working well for San Diego based on the number of Lombardi trophies hanging in the hallway there. So um, I guess they could just keep doing what they do. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Like you, you talking about president when y'all ain't been shit for all this time. Yeah, like, it's not like you you the Patriots and you've been going to the playoffs, let alone winning championships. You ain't done shit, but you you stuck on precedent, precedent that you haven't even had to worry about for how long? Because you haven't picked in the top five, I think, since like Eli Manning, or, or, or since since we've had a new CBA, they haven't picked this high. Nope. But somehow they're trying to stick to precedent. When if you if you stick to league precedent, the number three draft pick in a draft always gets either one or the other between the offset language or all of their money right away. So, you know, but, uh, you know, charge is going to charge it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Spano's going to Spano. You know, it turns out uh, uh, maybe uh, Joey Bosa's mom had it right. (laughs) Maybe they should have pulled Eli Manning. Yeah. Well, and then even somebody, I forget, I don't remember who it was, but I think maybe it was Mike Silver, but had said he talked to one, uh, general manager and it's like well, why didn't the chargers just if they knew they were going to draft bosa even you know a, a few days ahead of time why didn't they reach out and and clear this with them first and because they're the fucking chargers <laughs> and, well exactly <laughs> i mean and really and truly the thing of it is is that who were they gonna call that was gonna accept this bullshit anyway so maybe yeah. they were thinking like well whoever we pick is probably not gonna be want to do this but, but maybe we can just strong arm them into it. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it, it's, yeah. and we talked about this beforehand, right? We, yeah. we already had established that this was going to go this way. Yep. And, and, and predict, predictably, you know, they, they now started engaging in a PR war instead of just paying the guy. You yeah. know, if you got the money, somebody said to me, like, 
why would uh, Bosa be fighting over, you know, quote unquote, this little amount of money or when he's going to get paid if he knows he's getting paid? But again, this is a company, this, the, the charges are a part of a, a, a league that makes what, $11 billion a year or something crazy like that? Yeah. Why in the fuck are they squabbling over what is should be a pittance for them to pay instead and, and, and why why would somebody be looking at a kid who hasn't even made his first NFL check like like he's the one that's being petty when you got this big bad company that's always looking to screw you know you know uh, their players as far as making them negotiate to the last minute yeah their first round picks they're always looking to, to leave town why aren't why aren't you shining the light on them like this should be money that like just pocket change relatively for them. So what's the big deal? Why, even the offset shit, like, okay, I get it, but I don't. Yeah. Why are you putting somebody number three in a draft that you don't think will be around in four years? Yeah. It, it, it just, it, the whole situation, when you really pull yourself back and look at it, here's a, you know, Joey Bosa is the little guy. Mm-hmm. Right, he 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 does. He hasn't made any money yet. He's he's come from a good background as far as financial background, but he himself hasn't made any money. The Chargers make money hand over fist. They growing money out there in San Diego right now. Yeah, on trees, <laughs> almost literally. Yeah, but but somehow it's on Joey Bosa to 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 <laughs> you know accept less. Instead of the team just doing what every other fucking team has done since this new CBA was enacted for the number three pick in the draft. Yeah. It's really absurd. Like, take all the emotion out of it. Just on paper, it's fucking illogical that the Chargers aren't going ahead and choosing one and just going ahead and say, okay, either take out the offset language or give them his money right right up front. There's no logical reason for this to be going on. Yeah, and, and like the offset money especially. It's just like that to me, that's the easiest thing in the world. It's like that's happened once since I think Cedric Benson maybe is the only player that's that, that where that offset language stuff would have actually come into play. And that was I believe that was before and the that was CBA, before right? the CBA, so, yeah. Like these guys are making so much less money now. Yeah. It's, it's not like Bose is gonna be making, you know, twelve million and you still got to pay them twelve million while somebody else, and, and and even at that, like like somebody else pointed out today, it ain't just that they would release Bosa, okay? Yeah, it would it would be that they would release him and he would clear waivers, and end up you know signing with another team. So you're trying to tell me you think that there's a possibility that this kid is going to be so bad? You're the number three pick in the draft. The guy you pick number three will be so bad that not only will you cut him, but no other team will pick him up for the relative penance that he'll be getting paid in that fourth season. Yeah. It, it, it's illogical. On paper, this doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> other than, once again, this goes back to what I said last week, teaching the guys who the boss is, right? Yep. We're going to show who's boss. Yep. And so... That's the only way you take all the emotion out of this. You put it on paper and you say, here's the people who got all the money. Here's the kid who hasn't made any money at all. If there's anybody who's in position to move on this, it's the Chargers. If there's any precedent here, and there is, it's the number three pick always has gotten 
one or the other since this new CBA was signed. Yeah. There's no logical way to say that the charges aren't wrong here. And yet and still they know and they're banking on public opinion being that it's always the player that's being greedy. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is like you, you don't even have to look far to see why public opinion is tilted that way anyway. I mean, you had Mike Golick today, you know, sort of soft pedal the owner's argument. They're just like, well, Joey Bosa should just report and blah, blah, blah. He should just report and start thinking about his next contract. Well, his career might not last till his next contract. And then I saw Alex Flanagan um, with NBC and NFL Network saying, well, he's already lost the fans and his teammates. He ought to just, he better report before. Well, it's like, are you crazy? And the thing, the most disappointing thing to me is when I see other players saying shit like that. Yeah. Because you know what? That's fucking it up for the next guy. Yep. Once Joey Bosa accepts this, then the next number three uh, pick in the draft, now that team is going to have you know, some quote-unquote precedent to push them to accept what Joey Bosa accepted. Yep. And then it's going to keep, it's a fucking domino effect, man. Yeah. And so if for no other reason, all of the players, and I get it, like, you know, we used to have this, you know, uh, big deal about these guys making all this money and they hadn't played a snap yet. Well, yeah. first of all, it's kind of fixed that with this rookie scale in the first place. But second of all, man, that that is going to come back on the players if he doesn't take this stance. Yeah. Because every time a guy accepts less than what they are owed, that's going to have a domino effect. And that's why, like, I, I couldn't be cheering any harder for this guy to dig in. Yeah. Fuck what everybody else is saying. I seen some, well, you know, he's going to mess his money up. He won't get paid anything. And then he's got to go back in the draft and he won't be top 10. Look, he's still going to be fucking healthy. He won't, won't have done anything to hurt himself. Why wouldn't he still go high in the draft? Yeah, Except exactly. He's still working out. But even bigger than that, man, you wouldn't accept less at your fucking job. So why are you telling this man to? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Again, like I said, remove all emotion. Take all emotion out of it. Write it down on paper and say, okay, let's put the, the, the pros and the cons. The pros... It, the precedent has been set. Every number three pick has gotten one or the other. Okay? Yeah. Number two, this should not break a, a fucking NFL team that's raking in millions of dollars a year in a league that's raking in billions of dollars a year. Yeah, well, it's and, already and been three, planned they for. They fucking need this guy. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the defensive line has already been, been decimated a little bit. This is a team that ain't won shit in forever. Nope. And they're in a fucking division where they're about to get passed up by everybody. They're going to be dead ass last. You know, if they don't look up it, they used to at least be be kind of uh, guaranteed that the Raiders would at least be worse than them. But that shit, that, you know, it's a new day out there. <laughs> yeah. So they need all hands on deck. So you got all these pros. What is what is the con of giving this man this fucking money? Yeah. Like, whether it's the offset language or it's paying him right now. What is the con? Like I told you the other day, though, the only thing that makes sense to me is they broke as hell. Yeah. They broke as hell and they actually can't afford it to pay him on time, which begets a whole lot of other questions in that situation. Yeah, exactly. There, no, there is nothing in this that would be wrong in them for them to do what has already been done every time since the CBA was signed. Yeah. Every fucking time since the CBA was signed, the number three pick got one or the other. Yeah. 
So it just, you know, don't talk to me about Joey Bosa is this and Joey Bosa is that. When he's not the one on paper, just remove all the fucking emotion. He's not the one on paper who's being unreasonable here. Not by a long shot. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, well, that's as good a place as any to just, you know, we'll kind of jump into the AFC West then because, I mean, not just because of the Bosa situation. I mean, there's some other factors at play here, but I don't have a good feeling that the Chargers finish outside of fourth, you know, injuries and stuff can always happen to the other teams. I realize that, but you know, I don't get the sense that the chargers are destined for anything better than fourth place in this division. Anyway, the, even with Joe Bosa, not no. Nope. Yeah. Or so, uh, uh, <sighs> anyway, <laughs> we probably spent just to be honest with you, if Joey Bosa wasn't you know sticking to his gun and rightfully uh, uh, holding out right now, we probably wouldn't even be talking about the damn charges. So no. I, I guess you know that's that's one thing uh, they could they could be happy about is right the PT Barnum type <laughs> trash. Over, you know, any publicity is good publicity because because they really are pretty much trash right right now. Yeah, um, they got good players, of course, and they still got Philip Rivers. But um, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to put it together. They haven't been able to go on any kind of big time playoff runs uh, in recent memory. And, and uh, again, as the other teams in their division continue to get stronger, they're going to keep getting left behind. Yeah. So uh, you know, even <laughs> you know, the only team maybe. That, that they could surpass this year might be a Mark Sanchez led <laughs> Broncos team, <laughs> but you got to remember how bad Peyton played last year, and that defense was still good enough to withstand that. Yeah, and it might not even be Mark Sanchez. It turns out who ends up being a starting quarterback at least initially uh, uh, as the season opens. So yeah, uh, I was seeing Trevor Simeon is is getting the start in that all important third preseason game. Which I, I joked about it. I, I got to stop joking about stuff because I joked about uh, <laughs> them canceling the, the the Hall of Fame game and came back and all of a sudden it was being canceled. <laughs> I, I joked the other day about Mark Sanchez getting beat out by this guy whose name sounds like a phone company, and next thing you know, he's he's starting the third preseason game. So, uh, you <laughs> know, uh, but yeah, uh, maybe it's not Mark Sanchez and and. and Maybe this kid Simeon actually ends up being pretty decent. Yeah, and hell, their rookie Paxton Lynch hasn't looked terrible. No, not at, at least he's like fumbling the football, trying to run around like Jared Goff. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so even even the Broncos, man, might might be in a better position than we kind of thought they were going to be. Heading into the season when we thought Mark Sanchez was going to be pulling the trigger. Yeah, for sure. Well, it sounds like, the, I mean, obviously the Broncos took care of Von Miller. I mean, it's hard to see the flip side of that, the Joey Bosa situation. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was reading the other day, uh, Tlaib's on the verge of coming back from mm-hmm. a gunshot wound that may or may not have been self-inflicted. Probably <laughs> was, but <laughs> I'm no forensics expert, so I can't. <laughs> and really, truly, who's to even say whether it was, you know, whether it would be better that somebody else shot him or that he shot himself? Like, 
Right, like when you really think about it, which one is? I don't know which one would be better. So, man, that, that guy just—you think he's kind of figured it out? He, he'll show you. And just remember the time of that too. That was like two days before they were going to meet President Obama. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that, that guy. But I tell you what, he's still a hell hell of a player on the field. So. He is. And that's what matters to them. And they still, you know, they still have that secondary. Talib, Chris Harris at corner, TJ Ward, Darian Stewart, the safety spots. So, I mean, I know they, you know, obviously they lost uh, Danny Trevathan in the offseason. Um, you know, not a small thing in, um, oh, shit, I can't remember his name. Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson, who signed with the Jaguars. But they still got, you know... Sylvester Williams, Derek Wolf, Vaughn Miller. I mean, it's Brandon Marshall in the middle. I mean, that's still not a bad front seven any way you look at it. Yeah, Demarcus Ware just came off a of pup too. Well, he yeah. wasn't on pup. He was on, um, I think, a like non-football injury list. But he just came back to practice too. So yeah, man, that defense is still a monster. Yeah, and they got some some young players too uh, that 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 you know are up and coming. Shaquille Barrett. Uh, I know that uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shane Ray gets uh, uh, probably a little bit more pub because you know he uh, he's a higher draft pick and all that. But I like Shaquille Barrett too, who's uh, Von Miller's backup basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're 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 still stacked on that side of the ball and on offense. Um, you know they're still pretty good there too. The quarterback position, but far and away, is the biggest question mark. But yeah. Pretty much everybody else is coming back, and then you got guys like uh, Cody Latimer who who has a chance to kind of break out this season too. So mm-hmm. um, you know they, they they have plenty of talent all around the team. It's just going to kind of come down to, and, and really, it's not whether the quarterback can win games for them. It's just whether they can not lose. lose them. <laughs> yeah, so which is sort of the strike against Mark Sanchez, obviously. Right, and that, and that was really, I mean. Really and truthfully, most people, like, they were like me who were a little bit skeptical of the Broncos this year. It almost all had to do with Mark Sanchez, yeah. right? So, again, this Trevor Simeon guy, I don't know. Maybe he won't do much better than Mark Sanchez would, but at least he's not Mark Sanchez. <laughs> so I'm willing to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So I, I think the most interesting team in that division and the one that's certainly getting a lot of preseason hype is the Raiders. And I mean, I understand the hype. This is a good Raiders team. And it's the first like kind of you go up and down the roster. It's the first good Raiders team or it's the best Raiders team. I mean, I can remember in oh, since the <laughs> what in what, 13, 14 years or so. Maybe even longer. Yeah. Uh, so all the way back to basically the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl team seems like right after they lost their Super Bowl, everything just kind of went to shit all of a sudden. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, that, that that team. Now, I would, I would kind of disagree a little bit. I think the Chiefs, low key, are, are probably more more of an intriguing team for for mm-hmm. a bunch bunch of different reasons. But the Raiders, re- really, what it's going to come down to with the Raiders is. Um, can Derek Carr take it to the next level with his game? Yeah. Um, but they they have amassed a lot of talent, a lot of talent. You know, they, they brought in the Bruce ball. Irvin. Yeah, they brought in Bruce Irvin. 
this offseason, I already have Khalil Mack. So that's two just like dudes that can get after yep. it on the edge. Mario and Edwards this, is coming back healthy for their line, D-line. Yep, well, we hope he's going to stay well, healthy. Yeah. You know, this kind of had a pretty big uh, injury. And he, I think he got nicked up the other day, too, if I recall correctly. Yeah. But he's definitely a very talented player, man, and, and really showed a lot. To me, I, I was, you know, wasn't sure how much of a fit he would be in a 3-4, but he really kind of uh, opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. I thought he played great when he got hurt last year. Um, and, and then you got Carl Joseph, the, the rookie. Um, you know, he's coming off injury, too. Um, but he could be a superstar. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love that kid, you know, and, and I've even seen some comparisons to uh, to uh, what's the safety in Seattle? Um, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. You know, I don't think anybody really has that Earl Thomas range, but that would <laughs> yeah. do this kid kind of gives you that impression, though. So yeah. Um, but I mean, um, I, I you know, the one position I really love for the Raiders is the offensive line. Yeah, because uh, uh, um, they they're just big and nasty. You know those guys. They brought in Kalichi uh, Osemele this all season. I think he fits perfectly in that mindset as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm very familiar with Donald Penn. He was kind of a favorite of mine here. Yeah. in Tampa. Um, and, and and especially when he plays pissed off, man, that dude will get after you. Now. Uh, you know, sometimes it, it's funny because most guys, when they lose their temper, they play worse, which is why you try to get in their head in the first place. But he's this type of dude that you kind of want him to be even killed yeah. all game. If you're on defense, like, you might want to tell your buddy, hey, man, shut up, let just leave him alone. Because I've seen, <laughs> he gets pissed off, man, he starts just mauling guys. So, um, but they, you know, they have a pretty good um, identity up front now with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, and they can kind of, you know, really help set the tone for offense. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, while I say Derek Carr has to take it to the next level, I, what I really believe is they'll have more success if they actually don't put as much on him. Like, let, let the running game go. Let, let those big guys push on people. And then, you know, uh, I think the Derek Carr, when he doesn't have to do quite as much, uh, is, is a much better quarterback, as, as is our most quarterbacks, you know? Yeah. When guys don't don't really feel like they have to be the savior or whatever, uh, a lot of times that, that gives them the ability to really go out there and relax and just play their game. So, But they have a ton of talent uh, at wide receiver, so I can understand why you want to to emphasize the passing game, but uh, that that's kind of the thing I'm really look, looking forward to this year is seeing how much of a run-pass balance they have this year. Because I think they really emphasize the run, especially with the big back, Latavius Murray, yeah. back there grinding on people. Um, then it's going to make it hard on defenses to 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 guard those wide receivers when you have to you know stack the box against the run. Yeah. So and I like you know and they brought in DeAndre Washington is I mean it's you know running backs in the preseason aren't something you every a lot of running backs look good in the preseason I know but DeAndre Washington I mean I think he's you know even coming out of the draft when they took him what maybe the fifth round like, yeah I mean I I thought that was a really good pick I mean 
that's a good one-two running back combination they have there. And then you have Taiwan Jones still in the mix too, obviously. But yeah, I mean, they uh, could run the ball. Oh, absolutely, they definitely can. Like I said, with, with those guys up front, um, <laughs> you you can stick just about anybody back there, and they're going to get yards, right? As long as they aren't trying to bounce it outside, if they follow those big guys, they're going to be able to get yards. But when you have you know this collection of, of, of talent in the backfield. You have a chance to do some really good things. Like I say, you know, Latavius Murray is made for uh, basically running down defenses, right? Yeah. Guy 6'3 and 220, 230, and, uh, you know, runs downhill, gets, runs behind his pads. And so um, he's perfect, perfect to be that, that lead dog. Those other guys, man, they're really good change of type backs, too. Yeah. Um, Tyron Jones, I still don't think has quite reached his potential or, or what people kind of expect his potential to be. Mm-hmm. But he has that that home run ability. After you've been trying to tackle this big, incredible Hulk looking guy <laughs> yeah. with uh, Tavis Murray, here comes Tyron Jones just you know flying right by you. So yeah. they have a good mix there too. It's not just that they have good running backs; they have good complements. I think too, especially with like as you said, adding Washington into the mix. He's, yeah. he's more smaller back too, a little bit um <clears throat> more of a scat back uh than Murray. So he, he gives you that that um complementary type skills as well. So um it, but you know um uh, you got Jack Del Rio uh, as head coach out there uh and and you have all this talent on both sides of the ball. This really could be the year for them Maybe not to win the Super Bowl, but to at least win the division. Yeah. Uh, as you look across, um, because I think, wouldn't you say there's a lot of question marks with the Chiefs right now? Like, um, well, yeah, I was just thinking about that because he, what is Houston still? I mean, I think Houston's still out, isn't he? Um, I think Houston's still out. I know Eric um, Berry's holdout still going. Right, and, and um. What's his name? The other outside linebacker, he actually just came back to practice. Um, Tam. Yeah, Tom Ali just came back to practice, but you know, you, you just never know because those guys are a little bit older too. You know, yeah. uh, Justin Houston is still on pup. Uh, uh, with and Tom no timetable to return for Houston either. Right, and it's a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing about it. Like, when it's a knee injury, right – First of all, you don't know how good he's going to be because that is such a big part of a defensive lineman, defensive end, rush outside linebacker's game. You have to have your legs uh, up under you, so to speak, yeah, to be able to rush the passer. And speed is such a big part of his game. Um, now he's a he's a technician, so guys like 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 uh, Justin Houston. Can usually get by without being super fast or whatever because mm-hmm. he's so good with his hands. But at the same time, if he's not trusting that knee, then he's not going to be able to be as crisp with his with his moves as he normally is, and so he won't be as productive. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I I love Marcus Peterson. On the other hand, I, I think that that kid is just a magnet for the football. We've even seen it in the preseason yeah. game. Already like that kid, and, and and he's one of those guys where he 
he's not looking for pass breakups. He's looking for interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he gets his hands on the ball. It's not like, you know, he's not going to just knock it down. He, he's going to be trying to take it back for six. But uh, at the same time, like you said, you, you referenced Eric Berry. Um, I think Eric Berry is doing a smart thing by not going to camp, mm-hmm. uh, considering the fact that they put him on the franchise tag, but then 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 give him a long term deal. Yeah, don't no use some risking going out there and you know tearing your knee up or something like that in the preseason, and then now you totally screwed and, and don't get to play at all. Yeah, but but like with everything else. There ain't nobody that I know of that can just come right off the street and play football. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't care what kind of training you're doing. It's not football. And I know he ain't out there hitting anybody with pads on. Yeah. So uh, getting him back in the fold, reintegrating him into that defense, um, it's going, it's, it's not going to be, as simple as just rolling the football out there and then all of a sudden they're dominant again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, I, I, I think that um, they have a lot of question marks because, look, it, it, you take Justin Houston off of their defense, are they the same defense the last couple of years? Because I don't think so. No. And and then, and then you take him and Tamba Ali off, you know, again, he Tamba Ali is – is on up there in age. We're not sure, um, you know, just how effective he's going to be when the, when week one rolls around. He just started back practicing. There's just a lot of question marks here. I like the team on paper. If if everybody's healthy and mm-hmm. everybody's been at camp, they've been practicing all together. That's all great and fine, but that's not that has not been the case, right? So um, you know, they might end up. Because, you know, they pulled off just a ridiculous run last year, right, where they lose all those games at the beginning. And I think what they went, like 11 straight or yeah, something Yeah, they like ended that. up going – I mean, didn't they finish 11 and 5, didn't they? Let me – I have something it like, open right here. Right. I, I can't remember, but I know yeah. it was like a ridiculous run. Well, shit, most teams can't do that two years. Hell, most teams can't do it at all. But but they're trying to do that like two years in a row. If they get off to a slow start again this year, yeah, things are probably going to fall apart for them. Yeah. So uh, it, it's important that one way or another they find a way to get off to a better start to the season this year. And I'm just not sure they're going to be able to do it with all of those different question marks. No, and that's, you know, all those players we just mentioned too, and they're all defensive players. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not a guy here and a guy there. I mean, those are all key. I mean, those are all like the biggest names on their defense. Absolutely. They're the leaders, not only as far as, uh, you know, leading uh, emotionally or what have you, but actually as far as making plays. Yeah. Uh, well, and you can even go back to that. It was a 10-game streak they did last year. And that defense didn't allow – Twice, twice they allowed 20 points or more in that stretch. And that wasn't the toughest schedule, but at the same time, I mean, you know, they beat the Super, eventual Super Bowl champions. I mean, they beat, but that defense is a key part of who the Chiefs are, especially when, you know, you got, <laughs> talking about quarterbacks again, you, you know, you got a guy like Alex Smith that's sort of limited in what he could do. Right, absolutely. 
it, it, it's a team that's led by their defense. And so uh, I do like their offense. I think that, you know, of course, they get back Jamal Charles yeah. now, uh, but he's coming off an injury. It remains to be seen how how uh, effective he'll be. The, the guy who broke out last season uh, with him out, Charkandrick West, is also kind of coming off injury too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're one of the few teams that actually have like four really good running backs. Though I like I like Spencer Ware, I like now now Davis. Yeah, but to me, I think they really if they're going to have that that fast start to the season that I, I said they need this year, I think they're really going to need Jamal Charles to come back and, and and look like we're used to Jamal Charles looking at, and that might be an unrealistic expectation or hope for a guy that's coming off an injury yeah well and i think charles is i mean he turns 30 this season too so that's not i mean i you know i know it's not a magic number or anything like that but you know that is up there for running backs yeah that, that you know, that's the, the the dividing line most people um say about running backs is once they hit 30 you know they hit their brick wall and, and with some some pretty good examples to back it up. So, yeah. uh, and, and you're talking about a lot of those guys hit 30 and, and kind of fall off a cliff without actually having a major injury. Yeah. But here's a guy that's actually coming off an injury and he's 30 years old and had been like the workhorse for that team for years and years and years anyway. Yeah. Now, like I said, thankfully they don't have to lean completely on him. They have these other backs, but then his primary backup – also coming off an injury, uh, Spencer Ware, who I, who I like a lot, I don't think is that kind of back. He's not a Jamal Charles. He, he's a very talented back and, and quality running back, but he's not like a superstar running back, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, like I said, another question mark on a team that doesn't really need question marks, especially you know when you have the Raiders looking to take that next step and you have the Broncos who who potentially could continue to, to, to be pretty good as well. Yeah. Depending upon who plays quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, you, you end up, it, it, you just got to look at it like this. You almost ha- don't have a shot at all. If you end up number three in your division. Yeah. And so this is one of those years with, with all those question marks where the chiefs could definitely find themselves Maybe even just slightly behind one of those two teams, but if they're behind the, the the Broncos and they're behind the Raiders, they don't get to go to the to playoffs. I don't think. Yeah, no, and it's kind of, you know the and the Chiefs have been the bridesmaid to the Peyton Manning Broncos for a couple of years here now, and this is sort of the this was supposed to be an open window of a season for him and now it's you know the big question mark like that this is the first time in since 2012 that the afc west has been up in the air like this yep you just kind of expect it to be either the broncos or the chiefs right yeah uh, and now once again the raiders are like hey hello <laughs> how you doing <laughs> remember us <laughs> remember us and and, and you know you do wonder if maybe because they, they've gotten the hype all, all season, the Raiders have, mm-hmm. if they're going to be able to live up to that. But as I look at their roster, man, they have talent. Like, it's not smoke and mirrors with them. It's not no. a one-year wonder type thing. I do 
still have some reservations about Derek Carr, but I, I, I don't believe that they have to put everything on his shoulders. Yeah, exactly. That's how good they have gotten as far as talent-wise, especially up front. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that that is a legit uh, playoff-type team. Yeah. So, uh, again, we haven't been able to say that about them in a long time. Not on paper. Like, not not on paper. Have we ever been able to say, well, the Raiders look like they could be a playoff team in years and years and years. (laughs) But this is one year where you go down – Every position, and you're like, well, you know what? Yeah, they do look good enough to to contend, contend for the division, at least on paper. Yeah, and that you know that's weird to say, but that is a step up for them. <laughs> it's the world turned upside down. I'm telling you, what. absolutely. It's uh, I know it'll be interesting. Um, but you know, I guess if the Raiders have elevated themselves, now we've got the Chargers to kick around. So. There you go.